Welcome to the TruckVin.com podcast. As America's foremost truck buyer, we keep you informed on all topics regarding the trucking industry. We work with industry leaders to provide valuable insight. When you're ready to sell, call America's foremost truck buyer at 855-TRUCK-20 or visit TruckVin.com. And now, your host for the TruckVin.com podcast, Zach Ellis. Welcome back to the truckvin.com podcast. We've got some exciting industry professionals coming to visit with us and share their knowledge on the truckvin.com podcast. We've got a few small fleet owners. We've got some large fleet owners. We have a few of our banking relationship managers that are going to be visiting with us. They'll be talking about financing, uh, some of the financing that they did on new units last year and some of the changes that'll be coming in this year. Obviously last year we saw increased pricing on new units and used units across the board. And we're seeing a lot of the lenders that are really starting to take a hold of that right now. So we'll be talking with some of the banking relationship lenders. We've also got a couple of our friends at um, local tire center here in Fort Worth are going to be coming out and speaking with us, talking about um, new tires the retread facility they just put up here in Fort Worth, Texas. So we're excited about that. We try not to only focus on just buying trucks and what we do and what makes us special here at truckvin.com. Obviously, we like to know and tell you that we're special, but we want to bring in other knowledgeable people within the industry. So we're excited to do that. But today we're going to cover a few topics that we have here. The first topic here we're going to talk about is selling your truck in a down market. We've seen this time and time again. The last few months, it seems like more and more phone calls are happening every single month. And a lot of people, especially owner operators who are getting out of business, are asking themselves, number one, what am I supposed to do with my truck when we're in a down market? Number two is what items are needed to sell my truck? And number three is how do I get the most money for our truck? Because I can tell you hands down, Every single phone call we get, a customer wants to get the most money for his truck. And obviously, that's our job here at truckvin.com is to purchase your truck and give you the most money and have the most memorable experience selling your truck. And here's a few things that I thought were important to bring up. Number one is so often so many customers ask us, what are the top tier mileages to sell my truck and obtain the most money? Meaning, in what mileage bracket should I get rid of my truck? Should it be from 200,000 to 300,000, 300 to 500, et cetera, et cetera? So, in my experience and what I've seen in some of uh, working in some of the larger OEM dealerships, Freightliner, Kenworth, or even working uh, privately here, majority of what I've seen is you're going to get the top tier money number one when your truck is under 200 to 250,000 miles usually on the vocational stuff such as dump trucks, roll-offs, some of the heavier spec trucks, and day cabs, you're going to get that premium money when the mileage is under 200000 Now, when you transition over to sleeper trucks, the average sleeper truck, most of the time when a customer is going to sell it, is going to have about three hundred seventy-five to 425,000 miles in a normal market. So, for sleeper trucks, tier one to get the most money, I would say under 250,000 miles. Tier two would be under 350,000 miles, and tier four would be probably under 450,000 miles. Obviously, within those brackets, you have to take in the depreciation, number one, but you also have to take in um, 
maintenance that you're doing on the truck, the uh, driver that's driving the truck. There's a lot of different things because we've seen customers uh, that run a fleet that are buying a truck for a specific driver. For instance, we've seen it where a fleet runs nothing but Kenworth T680s and we walk in and they have two or three Peterbilt 579s. We say, hey, we thought you guys run all Kenworth. And they said, well, that driver's been with us for 20 years. So getting rid of that truck at an optimal time is incredibly important, but also sometimes it's circumstantial because a driver may not want to get rid of his truck at the given time, especially if he's a guy that has been there for a long time. So that's something you have to take into account. But with that, getting rid of your truck at the right time is incredibly important. And so many times now we've heard we're we're moving back towards a normal market. We're going back to normal. And unfortunately, everybody has their own opinion about what is normal. But in a market prior to the COVID epidemic, COVID epidemic, excuse me, we were seeing customers trade trucks at an average across the board at 375,000 miles was our average truck that we were buying. Now, obviously, given the circumstances that we have right now, you're seeing trucks with close to 500,000 miles plus, and these are 21 and 22 models. We just bought a group of 2022 model uh, Volvos a couple weeks ago, and they had an average of 511,000 miles on 22 models. So number one, if they're team driving them, you're going to have a lot more miles. But number two, you have to account for the depreciation with having a team running that truck and having to get rid of it sooner. Because if you were to keep that truck for three years and a team's doing 200,000 miles plus a year, you're going to have close to 600,000, 650,000 miles on a two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old truck. So that's something to keep into account. And I don't even think 24 is a release, so it may actually be right at two years when they were put in service. So next thing is, why is pricing fallen? So I'll give you a few key takeaways in why pricing has fallen as quickly and dramatic as it has. Obviously, you can look at any of the major transportation platforms, whether it's uh, JD Power, some of the local auctions, some of the bigger auctions, Taylor Martin, Ritchie Brothers, Freight Waves, Transport Topics, wherever you get your information from, a lot of those sources have brought the information to you and you're seeing continuous reports of pricing has fallen by X amount percent in the last quarter or in the last six months, pricing has dropped this. So just to put it very plainly, there's three reasons why pricing has fallen so incredibly fast. Number one is what we were faced with the last two years was simple supply and demand. There was a high supply, or excuse me, there was a low supply and a high demand for not only trucks, but freight was up. So obviously with high freight prices, it offset a used truck price being elevated, not logically, but it made sense on paper to a customer because they said, if I can make four dollars a mile, three fifty a mile, I can pay eighty thousand dollars for a four year old truck, and it's okay because I can pay it off. I'm making the money. Unfortunately, some things don't last forever and that's what we've seen now. So number one was simple supply and demand. High demand, low supply, we saw prices skyrocket. Number two, obviously we've seen that gritty five letter word COVID. COVID affected a lot of things, especially with the microchips that go inside of these trucks. There's so many electronics 
that when microchips were sitting at the sea or they were sitting at the port waiting to be unloaded, those pieces were already accounted for a new truck that was being manufactured right now, and we couldn't get the parts fast enough. Right. And the third thing to add to that, so you, you've got, number one, supply and demand. Number two, you have the COVID epidemic. And number three, we had a driver shortage at that. So we were seeing an influx of either new or under three, four-year drivers getting into the trucking industry because there was a shortage and there was so much freight available that people were paying these inflated values for trucks. And obviously, I can tell you, even my team, it wasn't like somebody was going out and just having a heyday. There was exponentially more money that we were paying for trucks and we just found ourselves in a position where we either had to pay more money for a truck or the next person in line would. So I think a lot of conversations I've had in the past, customers say, oh, well, these dealerships were just making X amount on me on every single truck that we bought. No, because the person that was selling that truck understood what was going on in the forefront. So dealerships and independents such as I that buy trucks for a living we're paying more for these trucks. So uh, I did some research just uh, before recording this and I got on truck paper. And the fourth and final thing that we're seeing as far as pricing drop so incredibly fast is 2024 model new trucks that are available currently, there's 305 units. Now that's compiled of both individuals and dealerships but that's 2024 model trucks, brand new. And mind you, some of them may have miles on them and they may be independents looking to sell their truck. But there's 305 trucks available that are new or marked as new. So when you look back just six months ago, seven months ago, there was no new trucks available. We saw numerous of these trucks uh, that fleets were buying in years prior, taking them to the auction and making Fifteen, thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars on a new truck. So, there's the first four things that set the pricing to deaccelerate as fast as it has. So, the big question everybody asks is, okay, pricing's fallen, so is freight. What am I to do next? And I can tell you that there's a few key things that we focused on, and we've talked about these before, but. Traveling to customers, traveling to visit customers in person has done a world of wonders, especially for us here lately, but we never stopped. That was the thing about us. Since the inception of this company, we've always visited our customers in person. Now, it may not be every single customer, but customers right here in Dallas-Fort Worth, we go and visit. We'll go see customers in the Midwest. We'll go see customers on the West Coast. We're not afraid to get on a plane and go visit with a customer. And that's something that a lot of people weren't doing. They were waiting for the traffic to come to their dealership. And I think, in my personal opinion, that's why we've been so successful or so wildly successful is because we weren't afraid to get on a plane and spend $1,000 to get a next day flight to go look at a group of trucks that was in California. And you couldn't arrive in California until... 11.40 or 1 a.m. the next morning. And I can't tell you how many flights personally I've taken with our salespeople. And we've gotten to the middle of California. It's pitch black and it's 
1.15 in the morning and you're working to try to find an Uber or a Lyft to take you to a hotel and getting up at 7 o'clock the next morning to go and inspect trucks. Or I remember a specific flight where I flew from Dallas to Atlanta and from Atlanta to South Carolina. My flight was delayed. I had been in the airport at Atlanta for probably six hours. Finally got a flight to South Carolina. It was probably the worst flight I've ever been on. It was one of those small regional jets, hit a bunch of uh, turbulence on the way there. Just terrible. By this time, I'm exhausted. I've been up since four o'clock in the morning, and I think this was 1130 at night when we finally take off from Georgia. So we get to South Carolina, and I couldn't find an Uber. I couldn't find a Lyft, couldn't find a taxi. It was me, my videographer at the airport. That was it. And finally, we found one taxi company that was able to take us to a hotel. The only hotel we could find was 80 plus miles away. And we get to the hotel and we thought we had a room booked on the Hilton app and come to find out all the rooms are sold out. It was a nightmare. But anyways, finally, they ended up finding us a room and I was just, this was like 2 a.m. when we finally fell asleep and I was just exhausted. And I told myself, who else is out here taking a flight, being up for the last 14, 16, 18 hours at a time to go out there and meet with these customers. And I explained the, the situation to the customer. I said, man, I really worked to get out here. And, uh, you know, he kind of laughed about it. And I just told him, man, that's what it means. That's how important it is for our customers to know that we genuinely care about them and working with them in the future. We don't want to just pick up a phone call, buy a group of trucks or buy one truck from a customer and never talk to them again. That's not it. So traveling to visit these customers and continuously call them and text them, email them. I've got numerous customers that I talk to on a, if not a weekly basis, a bi-weekly basis. Hey man, how's your kids? Hey, how's Scott doing in soccer? Hey, how's Bella doing at her gymnastics class? These are customers that we deal with each and every single day. So if you don't know your customers like that, you ought to get to know your customers on a deeper level. Because if you don't have a relationship with them, whether you stay in trucking or not, it doesn't matter. Obviously, you've heard from anybody and everybody that life is based on relationships, and it's true. A lot of times we overlook the simple basics of just calling texting, emailing. There's so many platforms to reach out to a customer now. We've had people reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, You know, call us, text us, email us. There's so many different avenues now that there's not a reason to, number one, have a relationship with somebody that you work with on a continuous basis, but number two, have a good enough working relationship that they'll refer you to one of their friends or one of their family members And that is something that I personally have strived for is to know my customers well enough, not just on the trucking side as to what equipment they run or what they haul or, hey, this customer might have a specific Kenmore T880 with a Cummins and a 13-speed day cab that we're looking for. But knowing the customer as to, hey, how's your daughter doing? Hey, how's your son doing at the finals? Hey, how's your wife doing on the new venture that she has? But having that relationship with your customers. So I, for one, am a huge, huge fan of going to visit your customers. Wanted to spend some time this morning, share this with you. Thanks for listening. If you like what we're doing, maybe you don't like what we're doing here at the truckvin.com podcast, leave a review below. There's going to be a link on all the listening platforms, whether you listen to 
Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, or maybe there's another listening platform, just leave a review, leave a comment. If you're interested in being a guest, you're welcome to email by B-U-Y at truckvin.com. We'll have Aaron, our producer, reach out to you and schedule a time. Whether you're in the trucking industry, maybe you're not. We'd love to speak with you. Be safe out there. You've been listening to the truckvin.com podcast with Zach Ellis, your go-to source for up-to-date insights on the trucking industry. Remember, when you're ready to sell, call America's foremost truck buyer at 855-TRUCK-20 or visit truckvin.com. Join us next time for the truckvin.com podcast.